0: You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap On Desert Rock FM 96.5 Welcome back to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Bulletin You're joined by Clancy Overall, myself, Errol Parker, editor-at-large And Effie Bateman, lifestyle editor and uh, emerging uh, tabloid columnist uh, Slash netball reporter How are we all today?
1: Yes, I'm really good. Really good. Looking forward to the weekend. How are you guys?
0: Yeah, we're doing all right. We're, um, you know, just uh, taking it week by week. Pandemic's definitely over. Everyone's back at work and silly season's about to start. So things are going to be uh, rather fucking chaotic in the world of media and uh, political lobbying.
2: True, because Clancy and I have just got back from corporate lunch with the sales team. Um, We took out a few of our major sponsors over lunch they uh, they did get a bit rough and rowdy, but we were able to make an exit pretty quickly I mean those big tall skinny bottles of rosé and Riesling I think you were ordering Riesling Riesling
0: and, and Rose Riesling Card- and, Card- Card- and Rose Cardiné
1: as yeah,
0: well yeah well we um you know, it was, it was only top-shelf stuff, really, uh, which I've also learned isn't a term for wine. Uh, you can't really describe wine as top-shelf. Uh, but, no. yeah, you know, you my cultural guests a, are on
2: display. You can't order a midi of Drambui
0: either from uh, that lovely place that we had lunch at. Nah, I'm learning that. The Yacht Club doesn't even serve Drambui. But, yeah, you know, things are uh, things are ramping up, and, you know, the, the clients there at uh, Glencore, um, you know, some of our major advertisers, yeah. Glencore, Adani, you know they were ready to, and get of course stuck in. our good friends at Santos, mm-hmm. James course, Hardy. Yeah. We had a few sponsors there. Uh, yeah. British American Tobacco.
1: All I know about James Hardy is that they're um, paying so much money for their asbestos victim. Uh, no, well, no,
2: anyway. No, no, wait, well, wait, 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 No, wait. Stop, no, 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 stop. no, 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 Sorry. no, no. See, no, no, see, this is, this is... You remember Julie Bishop, right? You know, people yeah, are always yeah. going off about her being a fucking girl boss and all this shit like that. But she, before her life, you know, like in the lab of luxury on the, on the taxpayer dime, she used to work for James Hardy. And the biggest weapon that James Hardy had against these people that were claiming these asbestos injuries against James Hardy was the fact that James Hardy had infinitely more time and money than these poor asbestos victims had and their angel of death was Julie Bishop she was the one who was taking them down to the Supreme Court in Perth wasting their time with pointless shit in the
0: fucking courts until they die and they couldn't settle Anyway, they've cleaned up their act and they're great advertisers and we're glad to have them at lunch Of course, yeah. Today. They've, um, they've, com- they've yeah. completely changed. They've it. changed their whole model. They've changed their name, even. Anyway, uh, what's in the news, Effie?
1: And starting off. Does anyone have a Samsung charger? Says ambitious bloke at a house party.
0: Yes, an ambitious bloke that no one really knows that well has this weekend made the mistake of asking people if they have a Samsung charger, which alerted the guests that something might be a bit odd about this fella.
2: While proving that he didn't really know anyone at the party, Jack asked other party goers if there was any chance that someone might have a Samsung charger because his uh, South Korean telephone
0: was about to go flat, apparently. He said to us, Mate, do you know if any of the people here have a Samsung I'm on 3%. The fact that there was very little chance that anyone there had a Samsung phone charger didn't stop Jack, we didn't get his last name, from testing the waters and uh, finding something to talk about I guess. Wait, is that one over there? Said Jack. Oh no. It's for an iPhone. His plan to find a PowerPoint that is out of plain sight and plug it in without the risk of having people accidentally pick it up seemed unlikely by the minute.
2: Yeah, well, it seems that Europe is once again 15 years in front of the Diamond and Shire. I mean, a USB-C cable out in these parts is about, I don't know, as... as Rare as a Holden without stretch timing change these days. Absolutely.
1: And up next, a waiter doesn't know how much trouble he's in after rich old duck's skim decaf cap isn't hotter than the surface of the sun like she asked for.
2: The cafe inside a Batuta Grove Shopping Centre where this happened, it's a popular haunt for many of the old matriarchs of our town's pastoral and mining industry. It was the scene of this epic blow-up uh, where
0: this old duck was, you know, not happy that her coffee arrived too cold. Yes, whilst shoppers run in and out of coals past the bakery and the butchers, the Dementia Cafe is an oasis for tired shoppers and carers who need a place to park their elderly clients while they themselves get a rest.
2: One of the waiters there, I think his name was Dylan, uh, our reporter said he took the order from an elderly customer who made a point of having their coffee
0: as close to boiling as the laws of thermal dynamics would allow. However, the coffee that the barista made was only slightly below boiling. Our reporter was on the scene as Dame Beryl Overall, great great aunt of the Advocate's editor Clancy Overall, that's me, that is my great great aunt. Went off the rails. And apparently she did go off the
2: rails. She was, you know, confiding in her carer that she was not happy that this coffee was colder than a handshake from Paul Keating. Absolutely. It's it's, uh, it's it just wasn't up to scratch but instead of saying anything to Dylan the waiter she just scowled at him and didn't say anything so my phone was blowing up I'll tell you that much
1: up next the Bureau of Meteorology is going through their Snoop line phase
0: yes the Bureau of Meteorology has this week raised eyebrows by randomly insisting that they no longer wish to go by the acronym BOM which is a rebranding decision Uh, good chance that was a Morrison government rebranding decision that cost them a staggering $220,000 with the aid of communication consultants Though nobody knows where this money has gone to, as whoever in charge forgot to lock in the new Twitter handles, and BOM is still being used on both the website and the app.
2: In what can only be described as BOM's Snoop Lion phase, which refers to when Snoop Dogg decided to go by the name of a different animal in 2013 alone, the Bureau of Meteorology released a statement urging everyone to refer to them as, quote, "...the Bureau."
0: Yes, Bombs' half-hearted attempt at changing their name also shows that they absolutely know nothing about Australian nickname culture, which has always shown that once you've been given one, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Nor can you try and come up with your own nickname, as everyone else will just double down or make it even longer, such as Bomber or Bomo.
1: I like Bomo. Bombo works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was reading the Bombo today. We're going to get some rain.
2: Well, the people of Dairy would have something to say about that, but that's for another time.
1: And speaking of beautiful weather, beautiful Sydney turns it on for Ned Brockman's final leg.
2: The picturesque Harbour City, also known as Australia's largest open-air sewer, has outdone itself last weekend by turning on some textbook Sydney weather ahead of one of the most important days in the 2022 sporting calendar. Yes, this
0: comes as Bondi Beach played host to the finish line of a mega marathon runner, Ned Brockman's final leg on a 4000 kilometer journey from Perth to Sydney, completely on foot.
2: After departing Cottesloe Beach in Perth on the 1st of September, the 23-year-old, wow, he looks good, has since averaged more than 80 kilometers a day since and arrived in Bondi Beach uh, last weekend. Last no, no, it was, it was on Monday. Last Monday.
0: Yeah, yeah. He came in there about 5:30, right? Yes and the superhuman from the rural town of Forbes raised more than, well, close to $2 million now for Mobilize, a charity that helps those experiencing homelessness. And it's a charity we've heard very little about because the media seem more interested in the blonde mullet than the issues that he's trying to solve by running 4,000 kilometres. Uh, if you have forgotten, there is a raging cost-of-women crisis across this country right now, and a lot of people have been moved into homelessness, mostly women over 60 years of age. Ned the legend was looking to fix this and he's raised close to $2 million doing it while jogging the equivalent of more than 270 city-to-surf races. And of course, as we said before, that final leg was in the pissing rain. So, uh, good on you, Ned, and uh, sorry about what that horrible city did to you. Well, don't worry, Ned, because Forbes is also turning on at the moment. <laughs> oh, sending our well wishes out there.
1: Anyway, that's all that's making News this weekend. See you later.
0: Ciao.